0: You've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and supporting the Black Man with the Gun Show. I'm your host, Ken Blanchard, and this week, I'm going to talk about that BBC article just a little bit. I got a friend I want to introduce you to. His name is Bill Woods. He's a hunter and a shooter and an angler and a motorcyclist and a custom car guy. He's just one of the coolest guys I know. Michael J. Williams is going to talk about that weapon selection when you decide to carry or to bring a gun home for Home security and just my general foolishness letting you inside my head. Happy holidays. BlackmanWithAGun.com Ken Blanchard's Pro Gun Podcast. I am feeling good. This is the season for joy. Right? That BBC um, article that I was talking about, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes so that you can see for yourself. It's the one where uh, the D.C. reporter says that gun ownership has traditionally been associated with the right wing in America. But with the election of Donald Trump, it has prompted some left wingers to join gun clubs and even start preparing for the collapse of society. And I'm a little bit offended. And I'm going to tell you about that, along with uh, just some well wishes, because I love you. After John Wayne leads us in the Pledge of Allegiance. We're going to do 502.
1: This portion of the show is
2: sponsored by CrossbreedHolsters.com. Crossbreed Holsters has gained national recognition as a maker of the best and most functional concealment holsters available on the market today. Each holster is handcrafted to ensure your firearm is safe and secure while carrying, combined with the best customer service in the industry. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com.
0: I was just walking down the hallway at work the other day and I was just singing a little Christmas song in the back of my mind and uh, I was just feeling pretty good. I said, I, I was walking, yeah. I was walking like a natural champ. I was uh, walking down the hall just mumbling to myself, singing a little Christmas song, saying hi to people, you know, just being festive. It's the Christmas season. And I turned the corner and there was nobody there so I just kept on walking and, uh, while I was walking, I was thinking about this episode. And I was like, Why, what, what am I going to talk about this week? Self? And he said, yeah, player, what's happening? I said, hey, not too much, man. I'm just thinking as I'm walking. And he said, yeah, I hear, I hear you singing too, man. You're singing that little Christmas song and you're happy. Yeah, man. So what's what's happening with you? Uh, Big Papa? And I said, hey, I love it when you call me Big Papa. And I, he said, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm thinking about that BBC article. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the writer just called you not, not that writer but another writer from uh, one of the local news people he said hey um, can you tell me about the rise of non-traditional gun owners because of the election and I said oh you must be trying to get some of that Google juice from that BBC article and he just kind of nodded and he said yeah 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 if you can get back to me as soon as possible I appreciate it and it made me think As I was walking. So here it is from my perspective. The BBC publishes an article and everybody responds to it. My response might be a little bit different than you're used to. As a person that has been involved in the gun rights movement. As an activist. Down in the weeds. When there's no cameras. Just people. Trying to get their thought process going. I found out that the boogeyman sometimes is us. What I mean is. The racist white man clinging to his gun and his God is not the one that you're going to see at the gun show, the NRA meeting, or the shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade show. That person, nobody likes. He exists, but I haven't seen him. In the past 25 years, I found out that I've brought more racist baggage to the table than I was shown, presented with. I have to check myself. What I find is people that have not grown up in the city and may not be familiar with hip hop, slang, and things that make us culturally different are not our enemies. It's them, the theys. It's the people that want me to hate you, the people that want a civil war. They like it when we fight, they know how many of us are sensitive, unsure, or fearful. They were looking for a scapegoat. They know the dynamic of victimology. They like it when old wounds or slights are rehashed. Who is the they? It would be nice if I could point a finger at one person or a group, but it's not that easy. They are the mainstream media. Sometimes it's the immature news shooter. It's the trendy, well, it's not, yeah, it's trendy to be bigoted. Often it's what's left of our so-called civil rights leaders, Or the people clamoring for the title. But the truth is, they aren't right, nor are they civil. You know, you can go to jail for inciting a riot. You can go to jail for yelling fire in a crowded theater, or at least you used to. Now we have people, men and women, black and white, that work hard at inciting discord, fueling hate, murmuring to further their agenda, to stay relevant, popular, or try to gain donations. Can I get an amen, somebody? The undereducated, the underemployed, the fool, and the lazy eat this stuff up. There are professional protesters. There are people that go from public event to the next. I have seen them. I have arrested them. They are the ones with the hybrid cars most of the time, with 10 or more bumper stickers on the back. They are highly educated, trust fund babies. This stuff gets spread around, written about, and believed because it's low-hanging fruit. That's the why. Why? Low hanging fruit is good for marketing. It's essential for a good story. It's good for SEO. It is what you do to keep your media outlet or your business alive. But it does not help our society. It does not help you and your neighbor get along. It can hurt. It is propaganda. It is not real. Just like fear is not real, it is the product of thoughts we create. Don't confuse that with real danger. Fear is a choice. The Wikipedia says that propaganda is information, especially of the biased or misleading nature used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. All big governments use propaganda. All media outlets use propaganda. All influential people use propaganda. Propaganda is information that is not objective and is used primarily to influence an audience and further an agenda, often by presenting facts selectively, even lying by omission to encourage a particular synthesis or perception, or using loaded messages or loaded language to produce an emotional rather than rational response to the information that is presented. So what your friend and your brother and another mother is doing right now is putting a little Bandaid on that cut, little salve on that wound. Trying to get you to understand that you ain't crazy. You're just trying to figure out what the heck happened. Why is everybody so angry? Well, you got people stirring up the pot. Popular culture is a place where pity is called compassion, flattery is called love, propaganda is called knowledge, tension is called peace, gossip is called news and auto-tune is called singing. If I lost you or any of that stuff, just rewind it and ask somebody. What I see is that education, time, and the Internet has helped folks realize that this gun thing is really a blessing that only law-abiding Americans can enjoy. It's not a white or black thing. It's a rights thing. We are responsible for our own lives. So don't get it twisted. The gun community has been inclusive for as long as I've been a part of it. My community. The gun community. Has changed the way I see things. You are my people. And we are some different looking folks. But we are on the same page. But man you ain't answering the question. I am answering the question. You see it's easy to grow your gun club. Or your cause. If you use some xenophobia. Fear of everybody different than you. But the more you learn. The less stupid you're supposed to become. Unfortunately, maturity doesn't come with age, so there are a lot of newcomers to the shooting sports that are drawn to it for different and wrong reasons. Liberal or conservative, black or white, red state or blue state, curved or straight, the second amendment applies to all American citizens. Just because that long-haired, bearded dude with the plaid shirt and the NRA sticker on the back of his truck that hunts and dips snuff said that you shouldn't um, trust your government, and the police have no duty to protect you. And he's right. It's okay to agree with him, just because he looks different. It is. You can agree with that guy. Doesn't make you change your political beliefs, your sexual preference, none of that stuff. Right is right. So now that the so-called progressive, liberal, or non-white person. Is worried about what could happen after President elect Donald Trump takes office. Doesn't change a a thing that hasn't already been said. The Second Amendment has always been there. Before it was trendy, before it was cool. It was for that guy with the plaid shirt and for the person with the skinny tie. And the peg leg pants. And the skinny jeans. That person too. It's not for just the preppers and the duck hunters and it's for all American citizens. It gives you a choice and a chance. So I say, like John McClain did in Die Hard, Welcome to the Party, pal. This portion of the show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association.
1: Blah, 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 blah.
0: The USCCA has been providing education, training, and self-defense insurance to responsibly armed Americans since 2003. Join Tim Schmidt and myself here at USConcealedCarry.com.
1: All
0: right. Next up is Michael J Woodland with his tips segment here at BlackmailTheGun.com podcast, talking about weapon selection for home protection. Hey, note to self: what? send him a note to let him know that we appreciate him. Michael, you're up next, man.
2: Thank you, Ken, and welcome to another Tips and Review segment. I am Michael Woodland of m-wtactical.com, and today we're going to discuss weapon selection for home protection. A few years ago, when I got really heavy into the art of shooting, There was some talk on the range I would frequent about firearms for home protection. There are some people who actually classify the breakdown of different firearms for home protection. Depending on who you are asking, there are a lot of people who think the shotgun is the better firearm of choice for the protection of the home. Well, if you are in this group, go to my Facebook page and post under the podcast link and let me hear your reasons why. In my opinion. It doesn't matter what you can get your hands on to defend your property or your life when the moment arises. My setup would be totally different than your setup, but if something was to arise at my house, one of my handguns will be the first firearm to investigate or subdue the danger. My thoughts on this can go in any directions on belief, but I like to deal with facts. Since I do not have my shotgun or AR out all the time, it will be a little time-consuming to go get them and encounter the danger. So yes, those are always locked up. With my handgun, well, I have one that I use for competition shooting and a different one for concealed carry. Depending on the situation and the time of the danger when it presents itself, the concealed carry will be the firearm of choice, just being in a realistic frame of mind. Now, in theory... And if I had all my firearms for the choosing, in the event something was to happen at my home, the AR will be my firearm of choice. I say this because that firearm has the capabilities to handle a situation whether in close quarters or the mid-range spectrum. For those who do not understand the mid-range spectrum, it is simply the distance from 25 meters to about 600 meters. Some of the things I heard over the years before debunking a lot of myths when it comes to shooting would either have you laughing or have you in a heated debate about a certain topic. Either way you look at it, the science of it all should have you thinking one or two ways. Get out there and train for the what if moment or the I can't believe he just said that moment. For instance, I had this conversation many times about shotguns with a friend of mine. This one guy, who I will keep nameless, was stating he has a shotgun in his bedroom readily accessible for when danger strikes. This is where it gets funny to me. This nameless friend of mine says, all you have to do is charge the shotgun, and when the action is being stroked, a live round will go into the chamber, and it is enough to make the criminal run. If you truly believe that, then in my opinion... You are in the, I can't believe he just said that category. The next thing I said to him was that if that was the case, you are not willing to have to put a live round in that firearm. But like I said, it was a heated debate. Regardless of what you believe, just understand a few facts. One, you would know your house set up better than anyone else. So walk through and do a couple drills. The danger is on your turf, so use it to your advantage. Two, whatever is your firearm of choice, get trained on it and know its capabilities for your living space, which goes hand in hand with ammunition selection. And three, debunk myths and put yourself in action to see if they are true or not. Then make the better decision on facts. We at M W Tactical would like to wish everyone a happy holidays. And if you are one of the lucky ones getting a firearm for the holidays, be safe and bring in the new year with a smile. Tune in next week as we tackle another area of marksmanship for another tips and review segment. Thank you for all those who follow and support the M W Tactical Facebook page. If you haven't done so, look us up on Facebook and hit the like button and join in on the many discussions that are taking place. If you are more into photos, Follow me on Instagram at MJ Woodland where you can get an up close and personal involvement of my daily life and involvement at the shooting range. If you would like to read more about us, do so by going to www.m-wtactical where you can easily connect with us on any of the previously mentioned social platforms while looking at pictures, viewing future classes, ordering products, emailing us, or even listening to the current week of the Black Man with the Gun podcast. For those who want a more direct approach, just call us at 803-250-1256 and let's discuss whatever is on your mind, from shooting classes or just inviting us out to come to your upcoming event. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun. Back to you, Ken. But baby, it's cold outside.
0: But baby, it's cold. I'm back. Hey, I'm back. All right, man. Man, y'all gonna think I'm nuts, but I do got voices in my head. One of the things I'm excited to do is uh, connect with a seasoned black hunter and angler. Everything I've learned about the outdoors came from my older brother. And those traditions are not being passed down as often as they used to. So I'm going to introduce you to my new ace. His name is Bill Woods. He told me that he wants to be able to teach people how to handle all types of firearms and hunt all types of game safely. And he would like to help teach young people how to respect one another and be a part of a nationwide competition and hunting team. In the new year, this retired D.C. Metropolitan Police officer will be helping me and on my site sharing knowledge, experience, and stories with you. Bill started hunting and fishing as a young boy with his father on a small farm in the foothills of East Tennessee. He told me that his favorite hunts were in Quebec, Canada for caribou, New Brunswick, Canada, and East Tennessee for black bear. He's been hunting in South Africa for numerous plains game. He's been in New Mexico for elk, Texas for wild hog, and of course the eastern seaboard for white tailed deer. You like him already, right? Well, here's a quick interview with my new friend and yours, Bill Woods. All right, I want to introduce to you a friend of mine. I met him a couple of years ago, and the best part of the whole conversation was when he told me that he was a hunter and a fisherman. Bill Woods, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, sir. You got started early, right? I mean, like, as a kid in the fishing and hunting thing?
1: Oh, yes. I grew up uh, on the farm in the country in the hills of East Tennessee, so it's uh, been in my blood all my life.
0: But it, what happened when you came to the city? I mean, how did you keep that going without, you know, looking like a strange person?
1: Well, I met a couple of guys that were country, like me, and uh, they were into hunting, and that's how I got started uh, once I got to D.C.
0: Okay. And you were a law enforcement officer for how long?
1: A police officer for 17 and a half years, and in the prison system for a commander in the prison system for three years, so I... Been in the trenches for a while.
0: I heard that. Just recently, it's uh, it's kind of cold, but you went fishing and did pretty well. You told me.
1: Yeah, I went uh, out on uh, out deep sea fishing uh, out of Ocean City. Um, caught some sea bass and flounder. Yeah, yeah. The weather doesn't stop me.
0: As it shouldn't, right? <laughs> How how'd you how'd you prepare for that trip? What you do?
1: Uh, just. Decided, okay, it's time for me to go. Uh, I knew it was the time of the year for uh, sea bass, so I called around a few uh, charter boats and uh, was able to uh, hook up with uh, Ocean Princess and uh, booked me a spot and took it from there.
0: Do you have to dress a certain way this time of year?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to dress in layers because it's extremely cold out there and uh, especially your feet and your hands. And I uh, and I always prepare because I've got gear for whatever weather conditions that I uh, am going to.
0: Okay, so like, what what are you wearing exactly for people who are trying to get? Oh,
1: uh, you it? wear your wear your heavy boots. Uh, you I, I wear like 1,500 insulated boots and uh, thermal underwear and uh, insulated coveralls. And, and, uh, you know, good headgear. Yep. Usually I take rubber gloves, rubber gloves for uh, so that your hands don't get wet.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same stuff you use for hunting, too, right?
1: Yeah, the same stuff, uh, you know, basically for hunting. Uh, you know, uh, you just want you check your weather to make sure you know what the conditions are going to be. Uh, if you're still hunting, you wear a little more clothes, but if you're walking around you don't wear as much wear as much so uh, that way so you don't speck while you're out there yeah i got you
0: it's also deer season too right so you still you hunting too as well
1: yeah deer season now and um it's a uh, full rep uh right now so uh deer are very active and uh <clears throat> you know I, i'm out there the chance i get how's it hunting in maryland Maroon is very good because, uh, basically the, uh, deer population is, yeah, it's overpopulated. It'd be everywhere, you know, so there's no real good in bad areas because, uh, you know, deer are on the move, like say, and doing the rut and looking for food, you know, uh, so, you know, just a matter of being in the right place at the right time.
0: Do you do the tree stand thing too?
1: Tree stand, brown, uh, bow hunt, muzzleloader. Um, you name it. I mean, whatever I think that uh, you know. The uh, if I have good coverage then I, I do a tree stand. If I don't have any coverage, then I yeah, I just basically walk and spot and stalk and see what I can find.
0: Oh, that's cool. I got a couple of pictures that you sent me. I'm gonna put them up on the site. Tell me about okay. your how about your best your best hunt overseas.
1: Um, my best hunt I guess uh was the two uh, two hunts in Africa, South Africa, uh the Plains game and uh I guess that was kind of a life changing experience for uh, someone who really loves to hunt, being in uh, uh broad, wide open country like that, uh looking for uh, for game. That was probably my best best experience.
0: What did it take to do that? I mean, what you have to plan for months and get the visas
2: and
1: how? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, uh, well, you have your passport. Uh, you don't have to take shots because we go in the wintertime. Um, but usually we plan ahead, probably a year ahead, uh, maybe further. So we get all our contacts with our outfitter in Africa. And, uh, once, uh, we arrive at the airport in South Africa, the outfitter's right there to pick you up. So, uh, you know, it's no hassles at all. Your weapons are already uh, at the customs desk when you uh, arrive. You pick them up and you get on out into the bush for two weeks.
0: Man, that sounds pretty cool.
1: It's what? not as difficult as people might think because, uh, you know, it's uh, when you're dealing with a legitimate outfitter. You know, they make sure every everything that you need is uh, is taken care of. So just a matter of you getting on the plane and being there and uh you know getting ready for uh, an exciting hunt
0: so talking about legitimate your worst hunt can be anywhere with the, with the wrong kind of people right
1: exactly that's why it's uh, important for you to do your homework uh for you to uh go on the forums or uh, you know check and see what other people how they rate the hunting outfitter you know if it's if you see any uh, negatives, leave it alone. You know, but the outfitter that we uh always use when we go to South Africa, they've been in business for twenty five years, so you know, we never have to worry about that. Between.
0: All right. So when your worst your worst hunt, what happened?
1: My worst hunt was recently I uh I was uh invited to uh go with uh, some friends of mine to uh Austin, Texas on a wild hog hunt needless to say uh i found out that none of the guys uh were experienced hunters and you know the safety aspect of the weapons and it was just uh just a really uncomfortable uh, hunt for me and that's why i normally either hunt by myself or with someone that i know that uh, has a lot of experience uh, in hunting and handling uh weapons mostly that's my uh, that's my biggest fear
0: Hunting is a tradition and uh you got to pass this stuff on. You got some plans to to do that too?
1: Well, you know, I would love to uh, get involved in some with some organization to uh teach uh our younger generation how to hunt, how to handle weapons properly, uh probably uh some uh, competitive uh, shooting team involving uh, uh young people uh uh, that, that that's my, my, my real goal I, I, I would love to get involved in that but, you know I just have to uh, you know continue to network and hopefully I can find somebody that uh, has the same idea that I have yeah
0: I'm hoping that you just found him because I'm going to try to make sure that uh, <laughs> that I get you doing that man
1: <laughs> yeah I love I enjoy uh, I enjoy uh, seeing younger people you know, at the shooting ranges when I go, uh, especially African-Americans who who don't have a lot of mentors and, uh, you know, uh, parental guidance, you know, in that arena. So, uh, you know, that's one area that I really, really want to focus my attention.
0: I hear you, man. How do you, how do you make it without a mentor?
1: Well, uh, you know, I'm extremely involved in in my church uh, and there's a, Large, large number of, of young people, and um, even my pastor calls me the hunter. So I'm known at my church to, to be an outdoorsman and, and a hunter. So nice. even parents, you know, kind of come to me and you know uh, for advice or information or purchasing weapons. And, uh, so I uh, that that's that's, that's been uh, been a big help also.
0: Oh, that's good, man another reason why i like your pastor Uh, that's another reason why i like your pastor
1: oh yeah 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 he uh he called i don't think he even knows my real name he calls me hunter
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know right that's cool all right bill i'm gonna um put this out and let everybody hear it and i'm gonna officially welcome you to a part of uh black man the gun pro staff and we'll see what, what we can make happen together
1: My
0: pleasure. All right, man. Thank you so much for this.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: This portion of the show has been sponsored by Dylan Precision. Reloaders, reloading equipment, bullet reloading, and bullet reloaders. Check out DylanPrecision.com. All right. One of the things that's also cool is that uh, Bill is not the only hunter on this show. I also got Dave Cole, my main man, Dave, who's been with me. My keto master is uh, also a hunter. So I hope that gets some stories we can like cross pollinate and share the love here on this show. One of the coolest things that's happened to me in the last couple of days is that, um, I found out that I'm going to be able to go to the SHOT Show in January. And that just does some Christmas magic for your butt right there. Happy times. Yes, it is. Not only do I get a chance to see a few friends and folks in the industry and maybe even get a few snapshots and just, just share the love. I'm going to get a chance to audition and talk to some people about putting on a show. In 2017, I'm trying to do some video, trying to do some big things. So, we're gonna do a little selling and kind of like a big job interview almost. So, if you see me running around with my shirt and tie on, you know, I'm trying to make a good impression to somebody. But if you pass me by and I'm walking too fast, grab a brother and hug him because hugs save lives. Just in case nobody has told you this today. I love you. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. This is your friend and brother, Ken Blanchard. I'm known as the black man with a gun. I've been doing this podcast since 2007. And it's been a labor of love. Why? Because of you. I don't have thousands of downloads a day only about 2,500 a week but those 2,500 are awesome like you from my family to yours Merry Christmas until next time friends to keep in touch with Ken and his cause
1: Head over to blackmanwithagun.com. What do you need? Any Christmas ideas you might have. There's no such thing as the Star of Bethlehem. Jesus was born in North Africa. How come in pain does it always look like he's one of the Bee Gees? All right, Christmas ideas that don't shriek of meanness. Hey, your people stole Jesus from my people.